Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Saw Something Scary. Derek Zoo flying solo for you guys this week. Jeff and I both were traveling extensively through the week. Uh, didn't have time to get together to record, but I uh, wanted to make sure to give you guys a little audio goodness this week. So I'm going to come out here and give you a mini episode just in case you needed your horror movie itch scratched. I do want to let you guys know Jeff and I both saw Hereditary within 24 hours of its release. And who boy, uh, if, you, if you haven't seen it, I suggest that you see it before next week because we definitely will be reviewing it. Uh, we'll definitely be going into Wahlberg territory and you really should see the film before you listen to the podcast. Uh, I feel that way about all of our episodes, some more than others, but definitely for Hereditary and really looking forward to talking with you guys about that next week. Uh, obviously, since I'm flying solo this week, there's not going to be a horror reporter and we don't have a Jeff here to hate trailers, so there's no Jeff hates trailers. Uh, do want to say thank you to a couple of our uh, listeners. We had a couple of of them reach out this week. They emailed us, uh, texted us, and told us about 2016's The Boy. So I figured I'd take the next few minutes and talk about that. Uh, again, like I said, just want to throw a quick shout out to, I believe, Lee Pearson. Lee Pearson, I apologize for missing up, uh, mispronouncing your first name. And also to Lucy Southwell for suggesting this movie this week. And just want to let you guys know, if you ever want to suggest a film for us to review, simply hit us up on social media, on any social media platform. Or you can email us at sawsomethingscary at gmail.com. You can go to our Reddit, uh, forward slash r, forward slash sawsomethingscary. Of course, we're at Scary Podcast on Twitter. And uh, be sure to join our new Facebook group, We Saw Something Scary. Uh, Jeff and I are posting a lot of stuff to that now. We, we've we got a great uh, dialogue with about six or seven of you guys. Would love to see that group grow and uh, really, you know, really want to see that thing expand. So uh, everyone's got a Facebook page. So uh, make sure and go check that out. Again, the Facebook group is We Saw Something Scary. Um, hey, also, while I'm in plug mode, I just want to go ahead and say that if you'd be so kind as to rate and review the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform, Apple podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, etc. Uh, that would be great. It's it's one of the best ways to tell us that you love the podcast. It helps us out. It grows our audience. It grows our algorithm so that more people can know about us. And uh, we'll, we would really appreciate it. Five stars uh, on any of those platforms. And you guys are awesome. And uh, we have so much fun. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm getting choked up here, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, we have so much fun bringing this to you every week. And so uh, to grow that audience would be awesome. All right. Plugs are out of the way. Uh, let's just dive right in. All right. Let's pull the string on the boy. Uh, well, that, that came out kind of weird. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? All right. Anyway, let's uh, right off the bat, man. Wahlberg. What? No. Spoiler alert. Okay, so look, man, I thought this movie had tons of potential, but it ultimately it falls extremely flat. Uh, maybe it was my love of Goosebumps and their Night of the Living Dummy series as a kid, but I was enjoying this movie right up until the big reveal, um, which to me, and and I, I don't know, you guys tell me, you can let me know, but uh, I thought that it was easy to see coming. Uh, I thought it was terrible. I thought it pretty much was just like a big fart noise, and, and honestly, it really wanted me, uh, really made me want to turn the movie off. Um, I watched it back in 2016 uh, after Lee and Lucy um, suggested the movie this week. I, I rewatched it last night. Full disclosure, guys, I've been on the road all week. Uh, I've had about 10 hours of sleep collectively, and uh, it, I fought hard to stay awake after the big reveal because it just – 
it turns into a completely different movie, um, and I hated it. <laughs> if uh, if you don't know the story, let me break it down for you really quick. Greta, uh, who is played by the beautiful and very talented Laura Cohen from The Walking Dead. Uh, also, she was Martha Wayne. <laughs> say Martha. Why'd you say Martha? Uh, sorry. Uh, anyway, Greta has escaped an abusive ex-boyfriend in America. She's fled to England, where she takes a job as a nanny uh, for what she assumes is going to be an eight-year-old boy. After she meets the Hillshires, the English family, she's startled to learn that the boy is actually a life-size doll that the parents care for, just like the real boy, as a way to cope with the loss of their actual child 20 years prior. When Greta violates a strict rules, excuse me, a strict list, golly, you guys having trouble here. When Greta violates a strict, <laughs> oh man, when Greta violates a list of strict rules for the boy, there it is, finally got it. A series of disturbing and inexplicable events bring Greta's worst nightmare to life and lead her to believe that the doll is actually real. Um, already uh, a crazy kind of purpose, but man, the, the first time I saw this movie, I was I was like, okay, let's let's see where this goes. You know, I expected middle of the road horror. I didn't expect Get Out. I didn't expect. Well, I mean, I didn't even seen Get Out at that time, but I, you understand what I'm saying. I didn't expect like the top tier level of horror on this. But I thought, okay, we can hit middle of the road. Uh, and in certain spots, I think that that it hits it. But um, obviously, in others, I feel like that it's not that way. Let's go. Let's go this way with it. We'll go good, bad, and ugly. So let's talk about the good. Uh, Laura Cohen does a really good job in this movie. There are times where she goes a little overboard. She gets a little overacty. She gets a little too hysterical in certain spots. But really, man, she is the glue that holds this this movie together. Uh, she really she grounds the movie. She really makes you she really makes you believe. Like she's she's our eyes and she's our you know she's our conduit in this movie. And she really does a great job giving off the the vibe that this doll is real. This doll has living properties and, and it's got the spirit of this little boy in it. Um, you know, she's, she's also, you, you feel for her. You, you see the pain that she's been going through with, <coughs> excuse me, you see the pain that she's been going through with the loss of her child, you know, the, or she had a miscarriage and, and, uh, you know, you see that she's trying to start her life over and, and really try to take control. Um, you know, there's a great, there's a great uh, scene at the end of it where she goes back for Malcolm. And, you know, really that's kind of her, I'm taking control of my life instead of running like I always do. I'm, I'm finally going to face my, my fears, face my demons. Uh, and she she does a really, really great job. She gives more to this movie than what the movie gives to her. And, uh, you know, again, it, it's one of those things where we talked about it in Happy Death Day, how the actress who plays uh, the main character in that you know, she really, she really makes that movie and she does a great job with it. Uh, I feel that Laura Cohen does the same thing here. I will say this though. I hope that this is the last time that someone as talented as Lauren Cohen is in a movie like this because it's, she deserves better. Uh, I thought that Jim Norton and Diana Hardcastle, who play the boy's parents, uh, they brought a certain sense of dignity and style to these roles that honestly could have just been jokey throwaways. Um, you know, you really, you really see that the mom is, uh, you, you think she's kind of bat poop crazy, to be honest with you. And she's very harsh. I, you know, at one point watching it for the first time, I thought maybe she was going to be <laughs> the puppet master and, you know, it was some big ruse, you know, or, you know, something like that. I, I, I was sad that they didn't have more of a role in it. And I wish that their roles would have been expanded and more explained, you know. Uh, but I, I thought that these two actors, for, for the limited amount of time that they're on screen, I thought that they, they did a wonderful job with uh, with their roles. And you really, you know, as they're, 
as they're saying goodbye to the boy, as they're saying goodbye to life, you, you know, you really feel a sense of uh, sadness from them. So I, I thought that they did great. Uh, Rupert Evans has never been my favorite actor, and I don't think he ever will be. But I thought that uh, he brought a great sense of chemistry and charm and even likability to the role of Malcolm for this movie. Uh, I liked it. Ultimately, he's not Greta's protector or savior, uh, but that she has to, you know, basically save him uh, in that. So, yeah, I thought that the acting in this movie excuse me, was better than the movie uh, gave it to be. And uh, with one exception to what, to which we'll get to here in just a little bit. Um, I also want to say, man, kudos to um, the director, William Brent Bell. Uh, he directed the, the devil inside and he lives in the creepiness and suspense in some of the moments in the first two thirds of the movie. Well, especially even in the first one you know, third of the movie where we're really beginning to establish this world and see what uh, what Greta is seeing, you know, and, and as she is kind of exploring the nook and crannies of the house, you, you do sort of get. A, a, an uneasiness about it. Um, I'll go ahead and show my hand here. I, I didn't think that the boy was scary at all, but definitely thought it was creepy. Uh, I'm not a big fan of China dolls anyway. <laughs> you can actually, you could ask Jeff or, or uh, some of my closest friends. My grandmother has this little statue on her front porch of a boy and his dog. And my grandmother painted the boy to make it, I guess, to make it look a little more lifelike. But it, in, in turn, she just made it look like a demon. And every time I stay at her house, I always assume that the statue is going to come alive and kill me, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. So there's definitely a creepiness and uneasiness to this film that uh, that Bell has a great, uh, I feel like has a great time shooting and, and, and exploring and stuff. And, and I, I felt like that he did a really great job setting up this world and, and setting up this uneasiness. Uh, I also found out a really cool tidbit about this movie uh, was it was actually shot in two different houses and on various studio sets. And kudos to editor Brian Burton for really just seamlessly interlacing uh, all these scenes to make it look like it's just one big house. I, I thought that was a really cool uh, really cool little tidbit there. Really good stuff there from uh, from Brian and <clears throat> excuse me from William Bell. Let's get to the bad. Ben Robson plays Cole, uh, Greta's ex, and he is just abysmal in this movie. Uh, granted, you know he's not given much to work with, but he really doesn't add anything to what he's given. You know, sometimes you're not given a lot to work with as an actor, but you can find something to you know to, to really bring the character to life. This dude is just a walking, talking cliche. Uh, and if you're anything like me, you were just excited to see him die, not because he was Greta's ex-boyfriend who was causing her trouble, but because this guy was terrible and I wanted to see him off my TV screen. I also kind of thought that another bad part of the movie was how, uh, I, I mean, you know, I just, I guess I kind of alluded to it there just at the beginning, you know, Cole was a walking, talking cliche. There's several cliches uh, of horror in this thing. And again, you know, the, the rails kind of run off in the last third of the movie, which we'll, we'll get to here in just a second. But there was also the tired tropes of the girl in the shower or the jump scares and, you know, certain things like that. Uh, you know, we have been so fortunate over the last couple of years to see really great movies with horror elements in them. Uh, and so it's it's hard to watch some of those movies like A Quiet Place, uh, like Hereditary, like Get Out, and, you know, certain things like that, and then have to go back to what I feel like now is old hat. And, you know, it was even old hat back in 2016, but even more so now that we've had such great horror movies come out over the last couple of years. So, it, it, yeah, it was just it was rough to 
to to go back and, and listen or not listen, excuse me, but watch this uh, cliche of the you know the haunted house type of thing. I really feel like that they could have mined a lot more out of this script and, and made it a lot better. Let's get to the ugly guys. Uh, this movie, my opinion, it runs off the rails with Cole's <clears throat> with Cole's entrance, and it really never regains its footing. When it's revealed that Cole, or excuse me, when it's revealed that Brahms is in fact an almost 30-year-old man who's been living in the walls, uh, I was totally let down. When the house started to shake uh, after Cole breaks Brahms, uh, the, the doll, the house starts to shake. I was like, okay, here we go. Brahms is in the house. Uh, you know, the spirit of Brahms is in the house or he was in the doll or, you know, something and, and stuff's about to go down. When the mirror explodes and this 30-year-old man uh, who I, – I don't know if anybody else thought this or not, but to me, he looked like Moe's from The Office with a porcelain doll mask on, and maybe that's why I couldn't take him seriously. But <laughs> shout, shout out to Mike Shore if you're listening, which I know you are. Um I was just totally let down by it. I'm pretty sure the first time I saw this movie, I actually text Jeff, who had seen it before, and told him what was going to happen. Uh, and then when it did happen, uh, it was just, like I said before, man, it was just a fart noise. Uh, I, you know, truly thought that this could be a cool premise. Uh, the the China doll was creepy enough that I was bought in. But then when we go back to, nope, just, uh, just a man living in the walls, um, yeah, it was just it was bad. And, you know, to know that the uh, Hillshires gave, you know, gave, basically hired Greta to be bronze mate. And it was just, yeah, yeah, I've got nothing good to say about this, guys. I feel like that the ending kills the movie because it's not satisfying. There's really no there's really no climax. There's no closure. I mean, sure, <clears throat> Greta supposedly kills Brahms. But then at the end of it, we see him back. Right. It's like there's no satisfying conclusion to it because the producers were like, oh, oh maybe we might make enough money. And, uh, you know, if that happens then we got to give you a sequel to this crap that you don't want in the first place. So I just really let down by that. Really. You know, it becomes laughable in certain spots. And uh, to me, the the last half, you know, again, like I said, the last third of the movie is just a uh, uh, fart noise. That's really all I can say about it. If I were going to grade this movie, if I was going to scale it on a one to ten, I'd probably give it a four. I think, again, Lauren Cohen does a great job uh, making chicken salad out of this movie. Uh, I thought that Norton and Hardcastle, who played the parents, uh, did a really great job as well. There is a certain creepy factor into it. And the first, you know, two thirds of the movie with the premise that was that it seemed like it was going for. I was on I was on board. I was in. <clears throat> I probably would have rated this like a six had it stayed that way. But um, with the the ending being the way that it is, uh, I got to go four, maybe even lower than that, honestly. But I'm going to stay at a four. Did I see something scary? No, I didn't. Uh, I but I would love to hear from you guys. I'd love to hear if you guys think differently than me. If you thought that the movie was scary or or if you think that I'm out of my mind for saying some of the stuff that I said. So, again, go on our Facebook group. We saw something scary or hit us up at any of the other social media platforms and let me know what you think about the boy. And uh, we always want to want always want to talk to you guys uh, and uh, I've <clears throat> guys I'm sorry I've been dealing with 
<coughs> stuff all week, so I apologize for my voice. But I uh, always love listening. You know, always love hearing from you guys, and we've had a real cool dialogue going on certain things on We Saw Something Scary. So uh, you know, hit us up there, and that's gonna do it for this week's mini episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, you can follow Jeff at Right Jeff on Twitter. You can follow me at Derek Zoo. You can follow the show at Scary Podcast. Um, uh, and again, just thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll be back next week with a full episode. Horror Reporter Jeff H trailers the whole shebang and we're going to be talking about one of the craziest movies i've ever seen uh, in hereditary so until then uh, you guys have a great week and remember to stay away from clowns and- <coughs> come on man <laughs> you guys have a great week and remember to stay away from clowns and sewers uh blind people with turkey basters and white people with teacups bye-bye man <laughs>